tell of all his wondrous works. Of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful, wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Hi guys, I'm Tracy Conrad, and this is Wonderful to Tell. Wonderful to Tell loves to bring you amazing stories told by people as diverse and unique as the stories they share with one common thread that binds them all together, their love for Jesus. In this episode, we bring you Ronnie Baker, a two-time NCAA 60-meter champion, the 2017 National Indoor 60-meter champion, and the bronze medal winner in the 60-meter dash at the 2018 World Indoor Championships. He's also a grant recipient from the USATF Foundation for Elite Athlete Development. On August 11th, in the midst of winning races and setting personal best times throughout the year, Ronnie took the time to share his story. Words that best describe Ronnie? Strong, determined, humble, and friend. He's not only running to win 60-meter and 100-meter sprints, he's also a man running after God with all his heart. Here's Ronnie Baker telling his own story in front of a live audience for Wonderful to Tell. Um, so I was going to do a little intro of myself. But, uh, <laughs> you guys know who I am now. Um, I did go to TCU. I, was, I just graduated uh, two years ago in 2016. I ran track there for four years. Uh, while I was there, uh, God did a lot of things for me. He blessed me with... Um, numerous All-American accolades, uh, two national titles, one uh, collegiate record. And then um, I signed my professional contract in 2017, last year in February. And from there, um, God's really been revealing himself to me. And um, I'm only 24 years old, and I feel like uh, I'm closer to God now than I've ever been in my life. And um, this year... Again, with, with the accolades, I, I, was, uh, I got a bronze medal this year in the Indoor World Championships. And so um, that was a, a huge blessing on top of the wonderful grant that I did get um, from the USATF Foundation. Um, but when I was growing up, I, I didn't have the you know, smoothest upbringing. I was in a, a one-parent home uh, with my two siblings. And... Um, just to see how far God's brought me, like where I am today, speaking in front of you guys, it's just amazing. Um, and so I wanted to talk about two things, um, how God's revealing uh, himself to me and having, I guess, a change of heart um, personally for me. Um, one is being more grateful, and two is um, just experiencing the love that God has for, God has for me. Um, and so I'll tell you a story kind of relates to uh, my track career this year. Um, I had an instance where I was at the indoor trials for the world championships this year. And uh, the year before, I had had the fastest time indoors in the 60-meter dash. Um, at 6.45, I had won the indoor USA championship that year in 2017. And um, this year, my goal was to break the world record. Um, the world record was 639. It had been standing for about 20 years. And uh, that was my ultimate goal. I knew I could do it. My coach had told me 
Um, I had run the times in practice. And so I had got there, and uh, it's the final. And I'm standing next to this guy who, who's actually, in that year, had already broken the world record, but it hadn't been ratified because of certain conditions. And so um, in that race, I, I got second. And the guy that was next to me, he actually ended up breaking the world record um, in that race. And I think for me in that moment, I was very upset. I was uh, a little angry, especially as an athlete who trains their whole life to do something like this. Um, you never want to get second place. Um, and so I, I, was, I was very, I think, ungrateful in that moment. And I was, I was looking at the person in front of me um, saying, oh, that should be me, or um, you know, just not really being content with where I, what God had, had blessed me with. Um, even though I got second, I had run the third fastest time ever in history recorded. And so, um, you know, going, <laughs> like looking back on it, um, you know, God, I had, to, I had to take a step back and realize what, had, what God had done for me. And um, in that moment, I didn't see it. But um, I just have been realizing that in order for me to get um, more or to get what I, what I desire, I've got to seek God and also be content with uh, what I have in that moment and what he's blessing me with uh, in order to get more. And so um, being, being where I was, I had to see that um, my calling is not the same as someone else's and your all's calling is not the same as mine. And um, we're all put here uh, for a purpose. And in that moment, I, I, had, I didn't see that, but now I do. Um, and so I think that me being grateful and, and being content with what I do have is, is opening doors for me, especially because now I was awarded with the grant. Um, I do have the world leading time right now, and uh, I've won eight of my six races. So um, me being content with where I was and what God has given me is ultimately opening the door for more, uh, for more things to happen for me in my life. Um, and then two, um, just experiencing uh, God's love and these past four months, I've, I've connected with some really uh, cool individuals at a new church that I've been going to, the House of Fort Worth. And uh, I think that I'm more happy now than I've ever been in my life. And that's just because um, I've come closer to God. And I've realized that He's the only person that can give me um, everlasting happiness. Like I said, I, I've won national titles. I've, I was a collegiate record holder. And those things made me happy in the moment. But I realize now that um, those things are temporary and that uh, God is the one that is, supplies that happiness. The things that he gives you, the gifts um, that he blesses you with, just enhance that. And so um, as an athlete, I think even a professional athlete, a lot of people struggle with their identity, and they measure themselves based on how they perform. And uh, I, I did that for a long time. Um, you know, if I, if I lost, I would feel like, well, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm not supposed to be here, or I'd measure my worth um, on how I performed. And so this year, I've, I've come to realize that God loves me no matter what I do, um, whether I come last place, whether I win a gold medal, whether I, you know, um, run the slowest time ever, <laughs> God loves me no matter what. And um, 
just being able to feel that and and knowing that he's there um, has has changed my life and it, I know it's going to help me project to the next level uh, because God's really working on my soul and um, preparing me for for what he has for me uh, and so I think that um, it's it's a huge step for me and I hope that it helps and, and touches someone in this room or anyone that's listening um, so yeah that's kind of my story right now let's In 1 Corinthians, God tells us to run in such a way that we may win. Ronnie just explained what that looks like. To seek God, to be content, and to know God loves you whether you finish first or last. Ronnie also talked about experiencing God through community and friendships. And during our recording session, we had the opportunity to meet Kavar Shepherd, Ronnie's good friend. We were so inspired by their friendship and Kavar's own story that we sat down with him for a follow-up interview to learn a bit more about Ronnie through the eyes of his friend. Kavar Shepard's a professional basketball player in the European League. He also played four years for TCU and helped lead the Horned Frogs to the NIT Championship in March of 2017. Here's Kavar Shepard. Tell us... Since you graduated from TCU, yeah. kind of what's happened in your life and how's God been at work in your life? Oh, man. So, like I said, I went overseas. I went to Montenegro for about five, five months. And before I left, I made a promise to God. And I was like, you know, I'm going to get closer to you when I'm out there. Because I'm not surrounded by anything. I want to just, like, dive in into just being, building this relationship with you. Um, he said, okay. <laughs> and when I got there, <laughs> and when I got there, I just, uh, I kind of just died into my Bible. I was reading all the time. I was, uh, praying, uh, I fasted for a while and it just opened up my heart to him. And I tell you like two months, cause I kind of slipped up the first month. You know, I wasn't reading as much, but the second month I was reading a lot. And then I started listening to like, uh, music, uh, worship music. And I was just praising him. And then I just, boom, just like crying for like seven days straight. (laughs) Because I just, I felt like I came to Christ at that moment. I felt more spiritually uh, bound to him. And it was a wonderful feeling. It was wonderful. But um, me getting injured, uh, because I went to Slovenia after I was in Montenegro for five months. Mm -hmm. I went to Slovenia. And then that week, first day, First game, first five minutes, I rushed my Achilles. And at first, the first 15 seconds of that, I was just like, yo, like, I pray for protection. I pray that, you know, I won't get injured, you know, all this stuff for my teammates and all this stuff. Um, I thought you promised me good things. And then I just heard a voice coming to me. It said, be at peace. Hmm. It really, this side really sounded to me. <laughs> it said, yo, Relax. I got you. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt in my heart. Um, so I just kind of just, I was like, all right. I felt like it was from God. I just relaxed. I kind of kicked back, uh, put my foot up, and just cheered on my team. Which is the hardest thing to do, to see guys play the game and, and actually, you know, um, and you're not really a part of that on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, but they end up winning by like 
40 points. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it, was, uh, it was a good thing, I feel like, because when I came home, um, I got to meet this girl named Ariana. And Ariana kind of told me about her injuries. She had two surgeries on her shoulders, uh, both shoulders. And she has a wonderful testimony on YouTube. Um, but I looked at that and just kind of kind of wondered, you know, how did she get through that? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's months and months worth of work, almost a year. And that's the same thing I was going through. I had to be out here for, you know, nine months to a year. And I was just like, I don't know, like, what I would do without basketball, you know? Because she's not... She was a power lifter. Really? Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what I would do without basketball. And then God kind of put, uh, put that on my heart. He was like, that's a heart check. <laughs> it's like, basketball is not your only thing. Uh-huh. Uh, let me be your source and not basketball. Basketball is just a resource I gave you to, you know, let you grow mm-hmm. in your faith. And definitely grew in my faith using that. So, um, But yeah, and that's around the same time I met Ronnie. Ronnie was actually... <laughs> Uh, talking to Ariana, um, I think she was trying to, you know, talk to him about his life and everything, but he was like, kind of, just kind of off because he didn't know what to do with it. And like a, the second day, she tried to talk to him. I had walked into the um, the weight room, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh, you should meet Kabar, and <laughs> Kabar, you should meet Ronnie." And we just like know. shook hands, say, "Hey." I mean, he went to school around the same time I went to school. Yeah, but, but you we didn't never, know each other. Yeah, wow. we never seen each other because he was on a different spectrum of the um, of the school. Like basketball, like probably two or three miles away from the track. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was just it was just wild, but. Um, but yeah, we got to meet each other once and then after that it just kind of grew. Yeah. So how do you think God's used y'all's relationship um, as far as your friendship and, and encouraging each other? Man, so <laughs> um, just seeing the similarities in our lives and what we we're going through. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of, you know, sitting down every other week or every week and just talking about life. And that's one of the biggest, because I never really talked about my life to anybody. I just started opening up about it and just trying to get everything off my heart, you know. But uh, it makes you more comfortable mm-hmm. and understanding, because if you don't talk about your problems, you'll never know if somebody else is going through the same thing. And that opens up opportunity to build a community that can help you get through that. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah, when I opened up to him, man, it just, like, my heart just kind of <laughs> just got, like, bigger and bigger as you know, I continued to talk to him. And he just, the same thing he told me happened to him. You know, just, just the understanding, the wanting to get better as a person and get closer to God um, and using your sport to do that, you know, and help God get his name out. So I heard the saying, it just changed. Um, you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. But I have a different perspective due to my pastor. <laughs> he said, uh, you win some, you learn some. And so when you do win, you also learn in that moment too. Uh-huh. Um, which I feel like most people give glory when they win. But when you learn, uh, lose, you get an opportunity to, to see what God wants you to learn in that moment. Because when you fall, you have to, as Christians, we want to get back up. You know, you have to have that passion to say, okay, God, like, I understand what I'm going through in this season of my life, but I love you, like, too much to just stop here and stop my growth. So 
just telling him the same thing, just like, look, man, just because you lost that race doesn't mean you didn't do well. Right. It just means that you have a lot to learn about yourself. So that was a hard check for you. Well, I thank you so much for um, coming and just giving us a little bit more insight into Ronnie and your friendship with him. And we're just praying for your upcoming year. So right now you're rehabbing and Mm -hmm. and what's next for you? I'm rehabbing right now and I have an opportunity to go back in December. I'm still trying to figure that out uh, based on my rehab and how confident I am with my leg. So mm-hmm. I don't want to just go over there and just play and then rupture it again. Right. So I just want to kind of play it out um, by ear when I get to that point where I'm cleared in November and just kind of work on it. God bless you and thank you so much for, for visiting with us today. Uh, no problem. Ronnie and Kavar's friendship brings to life the very core of Proverbs 27:17. Iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. We are made stronger through community and through friends who build us up and encourage us. May your strength be renewed by these wonderful to tell stories. To learn more about this and other stories we've showcased, go to wonderfultotell.com or find us on Instagram at wonderfultotell. This episode was produced by me, Tracy Conrad, along with Michael, Kevin, and Brad Conrad, with invaluable support of Nancy, Karen, Justin, Matt, Jeff, Mark, Debbie, Haley, Jeffrey, and John Alfred. Michael Conrad composed our intro, and Lindy Conrad came up with our name. If you have a story wonderful to tell, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or at wonderfultotell.com. Thanks for listening.